Hello, my loves, Julie Renee here. Just wanted to pop on real quick to talk about our monthly giveaway. All you have to do to win is rate and review the show, and every month we're going to pick one lucky winner from the reviews to get a prize. Whether it's supplements, clothing, gift cards, or any other cool prize that I can't really think of right now. Your feedback really means a lot to us, and it's going to help us grow the podcast. Now, let's get into the show. Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Know Your Power podcast. I am your host, Kendall Graboff. And I am Julia Renee. We did it. We did <laughs> I it. did it. <laughs> <laughs> we tried like a couple times to do our. That intro. was my fourth attempt since, you know, Julie is usually the one saying it. I'm trying to step in a little bit. And now. I'm trying to step down. Yeah. It's really what I'm, <laughs> I'm working on lately. Role reversal. Make me do more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with it, honestly. I mean, I, even yesterday when I was reading my Enneagram, because Kendall and I did the personality test of the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Um, she was messaging me back and she's like, you're such a queen because I'm an eight and I'm reading my own. And I'm like, I need to chill. Like, I think the first sentence on whatever, I just like Googled what yours was. Mm-hmm. And it was like, like all powerful has a hard time being vulnerable. And I was like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And it was like bulldozes over people. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. And I'm like, I don't want to be like that all the time. It is. It is good traits. Like I look up to that, like, I guess like power feeling Mm -hmm. because I lack that I think but after reading like the bad things I was like oh god yeah mine I'm a seven for anyone who knows anything about Enneagrams is like oh you do everything everywhere all at once just to distract from anything negative and I was like oop isn't that a movie title yeah (laughs) anything everywhere all at once um but yeah, I'm just like constant work, constant activities, constant hobbies so that you don't have time to think. Because if you can't think, you can't have sad thoughts is my Guess mantra. Guess also a seven. Your sister. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> and t- my dad and my brother, I sent it to my family to take. You should take it. We should put it in the description just for fun. Oh yeah, um, we'll put it in the description. My dad and my brother are both eights. So like you. So I feel like that's why we have that dynamic is like we have other people in our lives that we grew up with, with those personalities. It's very true. That's why I was like, texted Chloe said, Guess is a seven too. Aww. I was like, Candy. That's cute. And she's like, no way. I'm like, why? It makes a lot of sense. And I'm still waiting for my mom to do it. But Zach and I, I think, are both eights. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> you guys are both a powerful We're couple. Just like, yeah, king and queen behavior. <laughs> so, but yeah, we'll put it in the description so you guys can take it. But um, also, before we move on, I do want to get a guest on here that goes over Enneagrams. Oh, yeah. Um, so when I'm, I sent it to my dad, he was like, oh, well, I've gotten my professionally analyzed. And I was like, I didn't know they that have was a Enneagram thing. coaches. Wow. So I'm trying to find one on Instagram that can come on the podcast. So that'd be fun. Yeah. And then we could like take the test live. I feel like hearing people's answers is like fascinating. Yeah. Because I was texting Julia while taking it. I was like half of the ones that were like about organization, cleanliness, like chores, like doing things on time. Yeah. I was like, mm, not really agree. And I know you and were like, was five, five, five. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but I feel like that's where we like mesh as humans is like we're opposites in those ways. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that it's. I don't know when you do do work with someone which who is too similar to you, then you just fight. And when I went and did that retreat, what was crazy is I don't know if I can really tell you this part. Um, I'll tell you what I'll (laughs) tell you what I can in the general sense. The people that I avoided ended up being the most like me, Mm -hmm. and it was really crazy because it's literally a mirror to your life, like. 
you don't want to see what you look like to other people. So you end up avoiding the people in the world that are like you because you see yourself in them so much that you end up kind of like hiding from them. So it was really crazy because at the end of the tree, the people I ended up with, I was like, oh, we're all the same person. (laughs) And I haven't talked to any of you this time. It was weird. So yeah, sorry, tangent. That's like super unrelated to this episode, by the way. So it is. They probably read the title now. They're like, what? Um, Today we were talking about reverse dieting. I don't know. um, It's not like I don't have it saved, so I can't read it like we did in the last episode. But I've gotten a few messages about just advice, tips, how to deal with it, because reverse dieting isn't easy. Um, And we were talking about it before this episode started. Neither of us have successfully ever reverse dieted. Just real truth time. We haven't, none yeah. of us have successfully done it. I could tell you a lot about like what not to do. Yeah, I, I got a lot of not, what nots to do's, which is going to be really helpful. And I think that's a testament. Like so many people beat themselves up and we'll like go into what even reverse dieting is for those of you who don't know, but people beat themselves up if they're not immediately on track, especially after a dieting phase. Mm-hmm. Miss like one of the top professionals in the world for bodybuilding also fucks up post-show like it is it's it's normal oh yeah (laughs) and it's just so it's especially if you're competing as a bodybuilder it's even harder just because of how depleted you are and how tired and you just want to relax and you want just want food you just want food and you like you for once want to feel satiated because you've just been eating like a little rabbit so it's like yourself and you have to catch it fast Cause if you don't catch it fast, it's like, it just goes downhill from there. Yeah. And I've just never been able to catch it fast enough where I, mm. I mean, we'll talk about our own experiences. I think after we like define it and stuff, but like, I just in a general sense, always go post show. Like I don't have any cravings. I just want chicken. I feel fine. And then it hits me a few weeks after where I'll start to buy the snacks and start to buy the ice cream. And then that's when things start to snowball for me. Yeah. It's never immediate because I think I'm, I'm afraid of rebounding. So I try to get ahead of it and I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm going to stay clean. And so then I postpone the rebound. Yeah. Okay. And then the rebounds more aggressive. Cause I postponed it gotcha. anyway. Um, What reverse dieting is, I have the definition, but I hate reading on podcasts especially, but it's essentially a post-diet or post-show. So this doesn't have to be for people that competed. Maybe you were just in like a normal gym cutting phase for a few months and now you're trying to either go into maintenance or go into a bulk. It's basically the diet after the diet. It's how to get calories back in your system. It's how to heal your metabolism. It's how to start gaining or maintaining weight in a healthy way. So you're no longer in a deficit. Um, That's a good way of explaining it. Thank you. (laughs) I took a little from what I wrote, but I hate reading on, on in front of cameras. Hi, my name's Kendall. This is what reverse dieting is. I'd be a terrible like newscaster. I would start crying. (laughs) In today's news. That's the only good thing about (laughs) us not having like ad reads yet is like, I don't think I'm ready for that. I'll probably mess up the whole thing. Um, oh, I love doing ads. I I've, love doing ads. I've never ads. done like a video one. Yeah. I, I'll, you'll I be do, in charge of ad reads. I'll be, I'll be ad person, but it <laughs> works it, for me. They're fun for me. I don't know why, because I get to be stupid. Do you want to yes. talk about why we reverse diet or like what's the importance? Like, why can't you just go from like, I was eating broccoli all week and now I'm going to just start eating whatever I want? Yeah, I could talk about it to mainly from a bodybuilding stance, but there's so many benefits to reverse dieting. So number one, the benefit to reverse dieting is not only to not 
gain a significant amount in a short amount of time because it does happen a lot faster when you are super, super lean. Than That's if that you were rebound just, I was talking yeah, about. <laughs> regular dieting just for like your own like summer bod type of thing that you want to do. But some things that can really happen is once you get off of your diet from bodybuilding or a cut or whatever, I'm just going to say diet. I'm just going to say mm-hmm. diet so I don't go and talk about both these things. Once you start dieting and you're wanting to introduce more calories into your diet, what starts to happen once you start eating foods that are not normally on your diet plan or you're eating a little bit higher calories, maybe things that are more salty, sugary and have fat your ghrelin, which is your hunger hormone, starts to literally... I've never heard that word. It literally starts to like spike. Mm-hmm. So when you haven't had something for a very long time and you have it, you start to feel two times more hungry, three times more hungry, four times more hungry. That's why after dieting, it seems so hard for you to control it because your body is tasting something that it hasn't tasted in a long time. And it feels like it's like the first time again, you're getting the dopamine from it. And your hunger hormone is literally going up, 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 up. That's why it's so hard to control those feelings after a diet because all of that is going on. So that's why I was saying before, it's something that you need to catch really fast so that it doesn't go into a full-blown rebound and you gain a bunch of weight that you don't want to gain. Yeah. Um, Another thing that's really beneficial about reverse dieting is that Once you are typically you're at like your lowest calories that you've had at the very end of your diet, and it can be a really beneficial time to build a lot of muscle. Yeah, I was going to say that. Your strength goes up really, really intensely. There's this period of the end diet and maybe I would say like a month, like let's go with Mm -hmm. the month where your strength and your energy is so crazy that that can be a really optimal time That's for you to build muscle. That's always when I PR. Like my oh, last squat It's like every PR, week. Yeah. It's crazy. I was like PRing on squat every week post-show my last show because I was like finally, I was at such a good condition spot with my cardiovascular exactly. health. And then I was introducing carbs again and my body was just like, my energy was through the roof. Exactly. And I, yeah, it's it's really insane how, how just changing, like adding like, 50 grams of carbs can like fully transform your physique. And especially for people that have a hard time gaining muscle. Like I know we have an easier time putting on size, but there's a lot of women out there that have a really hard time putting muscle in general. And especially after a cut, it can be really scary or discouraging because now you're even smaller than you were use this time to your benefit. Like use this time to like really push the weights in the gym, slow down on cardio. I didn't even like write on our outline about cardio, but that is also like part of a reverse diet is Mm -hmm. like slowly cutting down on cardio again. Yeah. And it can be really easy because I do the same thing after I'm done, like a hard diet from either a show or just if you're dieting, you're kind of tired. You're tired of the routine. You're tired of cardio. You're tired of like going to the gym all the time. And sometimes you just want to completely stop for like that whole month. Mm -hmm. But if you just cut it down, like if you do cut it down to maybe just training three times a week and only doing cardio, like a couple of times a day, Um, and you kind of like reverse out of it that way, your coach is probably going to have you still do a little bit more. That month is going to be so optimal for you building muscle that it's like you, you don't want to miss it. Like you really don't want to just glaze over it and miss it. Um, even though you might be like really exhausted and just want to like, I think we'll go into like the mental aspect of reversing in a second, but I feel like so many people see the weight gain or see anything like going on as such a negative, but like if you, 
if you remove yourself from the, hey, I'm putting on a little bit of body fat, look how much muscle you're gaining. There has not been enough studies because like, if you look at studies, they're always like, well, you have to eat 3,125 calories to gain one pound of fat or like whatever that statistic is. Not when you're that lean because the studies haven't been done on people that have just gone through like an extensive cut. We actually can gain weight really fast post-show and that weight can be muscle. Yeah. And there, I just wish, like, I hope we do more studies on that because I find it so fascinating, like, mm-hmm. how our bodies, like, actually start absorbing the food, like, very rapidly. Yeah, and also it's, what what you'll start to see, too, is once you start eating differently after your diet is that your body might change and look very differently that first week. Like, I've had so many messages where people message me and they're like, I've completely ruined everything. Oh, my God, mm-hmm. my body is terrible. And it goes back to the same thing that I said before is that your body is not used to having this amount of salt, sugar, additives. And you literally went from basically like a raw foods diet to like eating like a traditional American in a week. Your body is going to be swollen. Your face might be swollen. My face always puffs up so much. You'll have like a layer of water that's hanging over your skin. And then if you just go back to eating your regular meals and eating a little bit more than you were when you were cutting, you'll balance out. It's okay. It's just that first like couple of weeks. It's hard. And like, again, when we dive into like the body dysmorphia aspect of it, like, yeah, that's it. That could honestly be its own podcast in itself. Um, Before we get into that, I want to talk about like how to reverse diet because it's really easy to listen to us and be like, Oh, okay. I'll just like, get on track with my reverse where, like, how do you find the tools? What do you do? If you worked with a coach throughout your prep or throughout your cut or whatever this phase was throughout your diet, that's what we're calling it. Um, just continue working with them. I feel like so many people, me included, I've been guilty of it are so quick to be like, I'm done with my show. Bye coach. Like see you next year when I'm ready to prep. This is when you need them the most. I'm not even going to lie. I always say this to people prep is, it could be one of the easier things, but post-show can be one of the hardest things that you do. And going back to your fact, staying with your coach is really important, but have you noticed that a lot of coaches actually don't give reverse diets? I feel like they're almost like scared of it. (laughs) The coaches? Yeah. Like scared to give it because I don't know. It's like, I think they also assume that like, oh, they're just going to like Call me when they're ready to prep again. You know what I mean? It's true. It's also up to the person, the client, Mm -hmm. to continue working with them if they want. But also if they don't know, they're just like, oh, we're done. Like, I'll be fine. But newbies don't really know what to do after that, right? Yeah. And say like you did a cut and you don't have a coach. I think my general rule of thumb and something, again, I was never successful with my reverse diets, but I... I also wasn't as bad as it could have been. I did five shows total. Only the last one was the one that got a little out of control. The other four were pretty okay. And my rule of thumb is every couple of weeks, I would introduce like one to 200 more calories on top of what I was eating at my leanest. So say just for like a basic example, say at like the lowest of my cut that last week, I was on a thousand calories a day. I would then up it to 1200 until my weight starts to kind of plateau. So you don't want to stay at 1200 forever. Like you obviously want to keep gradually gaining, but you also don't want to jump from a thousand calories a day to 2000. Cause that's when you're going to start gaining too much body fat. You're going to ruin your metabolism. Like we said, it is like yeah. such a sensitive time for your body and like your actual cells like you don't want to be force feeding either so it's that that balance of you want to start gaining again if you're like 
most people after a cut, we're, we're definitely talking about like shows. Yeah. You're not at a maintainable no, weight. No, no, like no, you no. want to gain weight, yeah. but not excessively. That's exactly. the sweet spot. So if you're gaining like five pounds a week, you might be, t- you might have overshot it, kind of dial it back down. And if you're not gaining any weight, add more calories in. I feel like that's the easiest way to just start regulating. Exactly. There was this one thing I wanted to say. It's about the calories, I think. Is it about protein? Because that's what I was going to go into. Okay. (laughs) Keep talking. I was just going to say, um, I got this from, crap, I can't remember the name of the podcast, but it's with um, Ashley, the IFBB bikini Old is Miss Olympia. Bikini, brain brain and bikini, bikini of the mm-hmm. brain. Bikini brain. and the brain. That is it. I think. Um, he had spoke on reverse dieting. Amazing podcast for competitors, by the way. I would definitely go listen if you want to learn more about the scientific side. He's definitely a more experienced coach than we are just as athletes. Um, but he talked a lot about how our bodies have the hardest time gaining body fat on protein. So if you're going to eat extra anything, make it the protein. That's so post-show, that's what I really tried to do is if I was feeling extra hungry, I was adding in more meat to my meals or if you're a vegetarian, vegan, whatever protein source you want, Um, but just add in more protein first, then start adding the carbs, then start adding the fats. And I feel like things like simple carbs and sugars should come last. Yeah. And we always want those first. Like our ghrelin starts increasing and we really I love just, that word, ghrelin. It's ghrelin, it I think of like a little gremlin that's too. like, I'm hungry. But that's exactly, that's exactly what I think of too. It's like, ah, I haven't had you in so long, yeah. but you're right because the protein's going to satiate you. It's going to make you feel fuller for longer. Um, I just remember when sometimes I was at the end of my show and I wished I had more chicken just because mm-hmm, I was hungry exactly. and, and I knew it would satiate me. But then I get off my show and I'm like, no, I want cake. Yeah. Because uh, you get that dopamine release that you haven't had for a long time. Yeah. Um, I think like another, what, do you want to go into like our, the mental aspect? Do we have anything else we need to cover? I, I don't think on basics, like really, truly, again, like we are not bodybuilder coaches, so yeah. we don't really have the... Like there is no outline on what to do post-show. There's no outline. You need to do what's right for you. And everyone's hormones are different. Everyone's cardio is different post-show. Everyone's diet is different. Like some people eat 600 grams of carbs a day leading into the show. And some people have zero. Exactly. So you can't just be like, here's what to do. Like it's going to work out for you. It's fully dependent on who you are. So I think do your own research, work with a coach, work with a nutritionist, just anything to ease your brain from having to do the work of post-show because I feel like the worst thing you can do is do it unplanned by yourself. Unplanned and alone. Yeah. (laughs) Because you're right that everybody is going to have a different set of like calories and amount of cardio that they're doing. So like you were saying before, maybe you were at like a thousand calories going into the show, which it seems extreme, but like sometimes it really can get that way. Yeah. It can really get that way. But the one thing to think about is that your body is now at a new weight. So it actually can only handle scientifically a certain amount of calories. Like right now with how much I weigh in my off season, I can handle my maintenance is much higher. Yeah. My maintenance is way well, higher. Your metabolism is also like working far more because you have more body weight and more muscle mass to carry around. Exactly. Versus if I'm really frail and I'm thin and, and super lean and I'm like 120 pounds, then my maintenance is actually lower because my maintenance corresponds with the amount of weight that I actually have. Yeah. So you're right. Everyone's is going to be different coming out of your show and just slowly like increasing the calories. I think from that low, low point with every couple of weeks is a really good point 
to be at. And I know that you don't really want to check your weight that much after that, but just monitoring it, not being too strict about yourself, having like a cheat meal here and there because you're off of your show is completely fine. I think like just even having this discussion around it, like doing it alone is the hardest part and doing it unplanned is the second hardest part. Like create a plan before you stop your cut of what you're going to do once you stop your cut, because that's why so many people like the average person yo-yo diets is because you don't know how to deal with food once you stop doing the plan you were just following. Because we only think about up until the point when we're done. We don't think about what happens afterwards. This is why you're right. Most of America sticks to yo-yo dieting because there's no plan to, okay, well, how do I sustain this afterwards? Not that we want you to sustain a bodybuilder lean physique, but we want you to sustain a healthy physique afterwards. And healthy is going back to a good body fat. Mm -hmm. And that kind of goes into the mental aspect of it is that one thing that I realized that I was doing when I was cutting versus when I was going into my off season is that I wasn't switching my mindset in my head with, um, being aligned with the goal. So what I mean by that is that my goal when I'm cutting is to be as aesthetic and be as lean as I can be. Mm -hmm. And that is what my goal is right now. And when I would go into my off season, I wouldn't ditch that mentality I would keep it and I would hold on to it and think that I needed to still be right there. And that's what caused a lot of body dysmorphia Mm -hmm. and a lot of issues with my confidence and stuff like that. So I just realized that, okay, well, I'm in a different season of my life now. And this season is just as important as the cutting season. Now I'm going to really focus myself and be more aligned with strength. and Setting strength goals is such a good like cheat code to having a fun time after a show It is because you can't see when you're gaining muscle it's not as rewarding as seeing your body get leaner and shrink so one way that you can make it just as rewarding is by getting body fat scans so it might be a little bit hard to see like your body fat go up but you'll see your muscle increase in Mm -hmm. that off season when you're reverse dieting and that could be your new measure of excitement rather than being focused on, Ooh, I can see another ab today. Ooh, I can see some more lines today, you know? So just switching your mindset from being like, I'm in a cutting season of my life right now to I'm in a growing season. I'm getting my hormones healthy and I am getting strength and I'm finding excitement in it again. So that's been one thing that's really helped me deal with that. Me too. I think when I think about reverse dieting and the mentality that I strive to have every time is instead of having my focus purely on aesthetics, must get as small as possible, must get as lean as possible. Instead, switch the mindset to let's be as healthy as possible. Yes. Let's start gaining the weight that my body needs to gain. And really- be a healthy human. That's the best thing like that. And no, and we don't want to be there, which is crazy as most of us struggle to be healthy. in that <laughs> healthy area. And we want to be, oh, I want it to be a struggle and I want to be lean, but that's where we need to be to survive the rest of our life. Yeah. Cause we're not going to be cutting like a bodybuilder forever. Yeah. So I hope not. Yeah. Not uh, healthy. I'm not going to do that. I think it's like, it's, Body dysmorphia post-show is really such its own beast because you do experience body dysmorphia in a cutting phase because you're constantly striving for that. Okay, I'll be happy when I'm this weight or this body fat percentage or this leanness. But now you're post-show and your intention is almost to gain weight, but it is so hard to see yourself like you said before, eating salt, drinking water again, starting to fill out again, you immediately assume that all the work you just did in that cut is gone. It's gone. 
you just immediately assume that like you threw everything in the trash. You think it's really like so indescribable to other people because you look back on pictures. Like I look back on pictures of me like four weeks post show and I'm like, oh, I looked fucking amazing. But at the time I was crying every day thinking Uh I looked fat. Uh It's crazy. I even told Kendall this like, I don't know. It was, it was months ago, but do you remember that photo shoot that we did together? It was kind of after my show. Um, you took the photos. It was at the first time I went to collective mm-hmm. and you got that picture of my back and my, and oh, my I love those photos. And you were definitely beating yourself. Yes. Up. That whole day. She's like, you look amazing. And in my head, I was like, I look terrible. I'm yeah. bloated. I'm this and I'm that. And I look at those pictures now and I looked incredible. I know. <laughs> and it, that, this is just proof that like, we are so stupid <laughs> and mean and cruel to ourselves when we like, we're always, we're just, we're good. We're doing good. Yeah. You're doing, you're, you're doing, doing just fine. good lady. Okay. I think we also get so used to seeing our faces, especially so depleted when you're in that like end of your dieting phase that when you start to eat salt, drink water, eat food again, our cheeks tend to fill out yeah. and it's so easy to then assume that that's what's happening to our entire body and assuming that it's body fat. 90% of the time, that initial weight gain post-show is just water. Mm -hmm. You're just gaining water weight because you just like took diuretics and pyramid your water all week. Exactly. And maybe took out a little bit of salt, like stuff like that. So you're going from the extreme of the extreme to eating normally, eating a burger, eating some fries, mm-hmm. maybe a milkshake or whatever. And now you're throw it all away and you're thinking that, oh my God, my life is over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm fat again. <laughs> all my progress is gone. But it, like we said earlier, it's going to balance out yeah. once you just go back to eating. I think all normal. it takes is patience and reminding yourself that those feelings are normal. I think I get questions all the time of like, how do you combat like body dysmorphia or this or that? And like most of the time, it's just about like sticking it through for a few days because that's going to go away. The feeling's going to go away and your body, if you did maybe hold a little more water and you do look a little more like fuller or flatter or whatever the case is for you, it's going to even out. So just give it a few days, have patience. I always am a huge advocate for like throw on a big t-shirt, still Uh get your workout done, still focus on your food because the worst thing you can do is be like oh well there goes all my progress I guess I'll just like quit on my reverse diet quit on my cardio and that happens so much so often that we don't let ourselves get past that point of like that fear and that anxiety that we're losing it and uh, humans can be all or nothing with the things that we do I know I am I am for sure (laughs) it's like oh well um you know I I dropped something on the floor today the day is ruined we'll do that all the time with like if our morning goes wrong (laughs) we just discount that whole day as being oh it's it's a shit day and I've done that so many times and the same thing goes with this dieting if you get a little bloated and you have fun for the first like one or two weeks or whatever and your body looks a little different don't just say that it's over don't quit don't give up don't say off I'm just gonna throw in the towel yeah I've I am too far gone and that's usually you never are you could even be two months post-show and have like some binge episodes in the tank and You You could still still get back on track. It is never too, it took me like, so this past show, just to share like my personal experience was the first time I really like, I definitely had tinges of like binge eating in my whole 
entire life. But this was the first time it really felt like very out of my control. And I was binge eating all the time. And it's because I had that mentality where I thought I just looked so bad that it didn't matter anymore. And it made me like lean into the cravings I was having, which I think cravings is its own other topic we can Mm -hmm. like address too about reverse dieting or dieting in general. But I just like fell into this cycle of, I feel like shit. I look like shit. I'm going to eat like shit, which is, it took me to treat yourself like the way that you feel. Exactly. And it took me so long to break that cycle. And I honestly wish I could tell you what I did to do that, but I can't remember. I feel like I blacked it all out, but I think it was just being honest with myself and honest with the people around me. I started telling my family, I started telling my therapist, I started actually taking action and being like, Hey, this is kind of a problem because if you continue on that track for years, you're just going to like fall into a depression or even weeks you could fall into a depression. Like I know that was like one of the lowest points for me. Mm -hmm. And it's because I wasn't addressing the problem. I was just like masking it with not working out and eating even more, which is like such a vicious cycle post-show. Yeah. And if you don't change or nothing changes, then nothing changes. So it's like, it's, it's so simple. It is so simple, but we have a tendency to just make it so hard. And it's true. It's like, you probably didn't want to feel that way. You didn't want to look that way. You didn't feel healthy, but if you didn't change, nothing would change. Yeah. LOL. My stomach just growled. I, <laughs> and, uh, I, I was like, did you hear that? Like, and then I look back on photos from that stage in my life and I looked so good. <laughs> like, it's just crazy. Like the, the, tricks your mind plays on you. So definitely like stay away from photos, stay away from mirrors, stay away from weighing in from posing for like a little bit. If you're not feeling good, if you feel good, go ahead and do it because it is good to track your progress. But like if you're having a bad day, like you said, don't throw that day away. Do what you know you need to do, which is follow your plan in the gym, in the kitchen, everywhere. And just like avoid the negative feelings by not taking your shirt off. Like you don't have to, no one's making you pose. And yet we always do it. Like, I know I check my abs 20 times a day after a show. And I'm like, are they still there? Are they still there? I started noticing how bad it was after this last one. Like it was so bad. You know how we have that compulsive need to look at our phone, even if nothing's there. And sometimes we even hear our phone go off and And it it doesn't go off. It's like that when you're looking in the mirror, mine was so bad that I had to just make a commitment to not look at the mirror at all. It was a, I closed my eyes when I washed my hands type of thing. And Mm -hmm. I know that can be wild, but that's what I needed to do to make sure that I wasn't doing this thing that was hurting me. And back to the point that you were saying I really loved was, um, it was about how your body, oh, it was about how when we're going like into the show, your whole focus is how your body looks. Not only by you, but by your coach, but by your posing. By your you're judges, looking, like you're, everything. <laughs> everything has a focus on your body. And and you kind of have to because you're working on how your posing looks in the mirror. And if you flex this way, how does your quad look? You know, if you turn this way, can you hide this little like little blah yeah. of fat on your side? So there's so much focus that goes around how your body looks that and you're excited. You're like, oh my God, a new something came out yeah, today. Like a vein or and a striation. Vein. So going from that to being super excited about how your body looks and then eating like a normal human again. And then you look in the mirror and you're not seeing the exact same thing that you used to see. It can be really difficult. But listen to this right now. Post-show. You're not supposed to see your body look the same way as it did leading up to your show. If you show. did, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, if you did, like, if you want to be that lean and hungry and tired forever, that's you. I don't. I really don't. I think another thing I battled with, and I'm sure other people listening 
can relate, especially maybe if you didn't do this cut for a show, say you just like cutted for your own cutted, cutted. Say you're just in a cutting phase for like your own personal. <laughs> I'm sorry. Desire. That reminded me of when you're like a kid and you're like, you cutted me. <laughs> you cutted me in line. You cutted me in line. You cutted this diet. <laughs> Um, you might feel like your goal still wasn't good enough. Yeah. So you go into that reverse already beating yourself up of like, well, I didn't even look as good as I wanted to look or I didn't even win the show. So like, what's the point? Like, it's so easy so. to be so dismissive of all of your hard work. And that's something to really like appreciate post-show appreciate what your body just did or even post like weight loss journey appreciate the journey you just went on yeah because it took a lot of discipline it took a lot of planning it took a lot of you know habit breaking and habit introducing Mm -hmm. and that's one of the hardest thing that humans can do so like please give yourself the praise that you deserve for whatever season of kind of type of cutting cutted you did (laughs) cutting and yeah because it is really cool and we are so dude the human body is so cool i was randomly thinking about it and i'm like it's insane that like you can fully transform what your body would look like just by weight training eating a certain way training a certain way manipulation of like even that's bodybuilding yeah i know it's so cool i love this sport (laughs) you can sculpt it however you want i'm like oh i want bigger glutes okay then i'm gonna make my upper body look smaller so that my glutes will look bigger it's like what or like building your lats to give you a smaller waistline it's like who would have (laughs) thought who would have thunk it another thing i kind of want to talk about is cravings because obviously we have cravings throughout prep but it is that or throughout a weight loss journey but it is so much easier to stick to a diet when you have that like end goal and end date or whatever it is so you know not to eat those things once you're post-show or post-diet and you're able to eat these things if you wanted to how do you deal with cravings and it's almost like there's nothing that's on the line for you Mm -hmm. like I remember when I would have those cravings leaving up to the show it was like how well I do is on the line right now if I mess up there's consequences. There's consequences. Yeah. You know, I, I might not get judged as well. You know, I'll, I'll feel like a failure, like this and that. Um, but once you're done, what's on the line? What's there? You feel like what's there to look forward to? Yeah. It's not like if I eat this burger, I'm not going to get a trophy, you know, yeah. which is another thing that you shouldn't really be associating them it, with each other. It, but they, it happens, though. It happens. Like at the end of the day, I think that I don't think there's a single competitor that's post show other than maybe Ashley from Bikini and the Brain. She seems to be like the most disciplined human I've ever seen, which all respect to her. But like I've never met someone that after a show is like, Oh yeah, I'm good. I'm just going to keep eating what I ate into the show. Like what? Like not one cheat meal. That food is so gross to me. Yeah. (laughs) I don't eat those foods for months after. Egg whites? No, like I stop eating egg whites. I I switch them for completely different proteins because it's like. Yeah, literally disgusting. But it's like everyone's brain messes with them post-show. So it's so easy to have those thoughts. And then cravings, especially, I would say, again, just make a plan. If you're not working with a coach, make a plan. Make what days you're going to have refeeds or cheat meals. They can be more frequent. That's fine than what you did uh, during your dieting phase. But still make a structured plan so that you're not just going like willy-nilly and having like cake for breakfast. Because it's so easy to do that. Oh, yeah. I had cake for breakfast my second day post-show. Because I, I, was, I could. I was there. Yeah. Wasn't I? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I just think like having a structured plan and again, like exactly go out to eat with your friends and family, celebrate what you just did. Mm-hmm. Even if it was just a cut for your own fun, like go celebrate that you hit the goals you wanted to hit. 
celebrate, have your time and then get on track as soon as you can, as soon as you're ready to. Yeah. And when you get back on track, it doesn't mean you have to be like, okay, we're back into the cut mindset. It's like, okay, I was doing this many days of cardio five, let's say five. Okay. Let's let's do, let's do three days of cardio. Okay. I was training seven days a week. Okay. Let's train five days a week. Mm -hmm. Like that is still going to feel like you're giving your body that rest and that refeed that you need. And also if you are working with the coach, most likely that coach should be cutting things down for you. If they're not, I would really question. Yeah, I would find a new (laughs) coach if they're not helping you with the reverse. Cause that's like a super beneficial time as a coach. It really is. And I know that when Zach was working with clients and some of them could only afford to pay him for Me. just the prep, which makes complete Zach sense. Zach was my coach and yeah. I did drop him after my show. And I bet if yeah. I stayed with him, I wouldn't have fallen yeah. into the hole I fell into. Didn't he send you a reverse diet though? I think so. Did I follow it? No. Yeah. Okay. That was fully on me. So he'll send clients, even the clients that drop off when he was bodybuilding, he'd send them like a couple pages of like, this is what I want you to do the following weeks. But you're right. Some of us just don't follow it. Like, it's just, you're, fuck it. Yeah. It's just accountability. I also think this last year, just to talk about like my own experience again, it was my first time living alone post-show. So I had nobody being like, you sure you want to eat cake for breakfast? (laughs) (laughs) Like I had no sort of reality check-in. It was just me and my dog. And I was like- You look at Frankie (laughs) and you're like, yo boy. Frankie's not my dog. (laughs) Oh my God. Frankie is um, Emily Hayden's- um she has a Frenchie too, though. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Emily that Hayden, makes you feel better. I was my, like, my who's Frankie? Her, her dog's Frankie and Vinny. <laughs> oh. Rex. Yes. <laughs> That's okay. Man. I'll play this for him and he'll probably What's be my dog's so name? depressed. Vision. Oh, wow. Yeah, my awful, awful. Anyways, don't um, <laughs> What was I even saying? He was watching you have cake for breakfast. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he was like, give me day. <laughs> but like, if you have no sort of accountability or like reason to be checking in, like you sure. even said, like set your own goals post-show, strength goals, new squat PRs, new deadlift PRs, bench PRs, like whatever will motivate you to stay on track. Super, super beneficial. Booking a trip even as like a post-show celebration and having that date in mind of like, I obviously still want to feel and look good and healthy by that date such a good like outlet to stay on track. Exactly. It really is like finding new ways to make it interesting and to give yourself something to look forward to and like a goal and things. And trust me, I know what it feels like to continuously chase that adrenaline. And at some point you're going to need to learn how to not chase adrenaline. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to learn how to just be because chasing that something, that dopamine, that prize, it's not going to provide you what you think it's going to provide you. Even so, winning the show won't uh-uh. won't do. Like, it's really such like a weird sport because we get like thirty seconds of fame. Like you're on stage for like thirty seconds yeah, to five a minute. months of preparation. Sometimes more if you even do like multiple shows. Once you become a pro, and you're right, it's like it's thirty seconds. So you can't put all your eggs in one basket and give everything to that mentally, physically, yeah. because at the end of the day, it's going to be. It's, it's that moment is gone. Life moves on. People move on. You might be really cool and hot for a second. And then it's like, then you just, and then you're grass. I know I'm getting, I'm sounding like Um, life is meaningless. No, but no, you have to enjoy the process and enjoy the journey. That's why the most like long-term successful bodybuilders don't do it for stepping on stage. They do it for the whole art of bodybuilding of the off season of the prep. They don't do it just for like the trophy. Yeah. And you know, what's crazy when I was reading my Enneagram, there's literally something in 
in it for eights and it's about like chasing things like that. And they literally, oh, the Enneagram eight is called the challenger. They're literally called the challenger and they chase challenges and things. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, (laughs) that's you. That's a little bit of me. (laughs) Which again can be of really good quality, but it's like to an extent, if that's like all you ever focus on, you're not going to ever enjoy the journey you're going on. Like I would try telling my clients because like I do personal training clients and most of them are weight loss oriented. And I try to tell them like, stop focusing on I'll be happy when I hit 190 pounds. If they're like 215 right now, start enjoying like, Oh, I went from 215 to 214. How cool. Like I'm making those micro changes are almost like more gratifying than the overall stepping on stage. Because if anything, like by the end of your diet, you're just like tired and over it. Mm -hmm. Like you're not even enjoying it at that point. I feel like enjoying the, the actual work that goes into losing weight or then reverse dying, getting healthy, mm-hmm. it like makes it far more enjoyable. Exactly. You have to get excited about all these other little things because you're right. It's just kind of waiting, 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 build up, build up, build up. Mm-hmm. And it's literally a build up that starts to happen is like you are withholding happiness for so long that once that one thing hits, it's like a huge dopamine hit. And like, same thing with drugs. The bigger the high, the harder the crash. That's what I've, I've done it so many times. Bodybuilding's a drug. Yeah. <laughs> it's a drug. What's that from? What did that start know. Oh, man. Wait, our conversation? Oh. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. I don't know what it's from. It's from something. If anyone remembers, let me know. Cocaine's comment, a hell comment. of a drug. We're unhinged body, at this point. Bodybuilding's a hell of a drug. It could be. It really is. But yeah, that's our little... spiel on reverse dieting it's not easy no one ever said it was easy but going in with a plan is all you can really do and having a lot of patience focus on okay you're now in this new stage leave the whole cutting phase behind you leave the whole i'm trying to be aesthetic thing behind you focus on your health now you just went through a huge cut your hormones are out of whack you're body fat is lower than it should be at maintenance. Like just really focus on getting your body back to a healthy point. And it's going to suck. It's going to suck seeing yourself gain weight. It is never easy, especially when it's intentional. But when you hold it out, things will start to level out and you'll be way happier with your physique, like having more muscle mass. Like who doesn't want to like just feel like, thick and good you're like oh i look good and i'm not exhausted yeah exactly cool that's great what a world what a world and then i do want to add just because we never really touched on it reverse dieting typically ends with finding a maintenance yeah you don't just reverse diet and add calories until you're at like a million bajillion calories a day you just go until you're at a healthy body fat your hormones are regulated that's when like you should be getting your levels texted which we Mm -hmm. talked about in our last episode like hormones play such a role especially not only in weight loss but also weight gain like you should just be making sure you're healthy once you're healthy you look good you feel good that's where your maintenance calories should be Mm -hmm. that is super important yeah all of this guys <laughs> yeah i feel like i i don't know just be patient it's it's never a one-size-fits-all thing either i've seen people reverse diet on three thousand calories and they gain muscle and look great and then i've seen people have to like really slowly add like 50 calories in every couple of weeks like mm-hmm. our, all of our metabolisms are so wildly different yeah yeah so if you can if you have the ability if you're with your coach have them help you reverse diet out of them if that's something that you can afford. If you can't and you're doing this all on your own, have a game plan so that, okay, once I'm at the end of my diet, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start slowly increasing my calories 
every couple of weeks. Start introducing the foods you miss. That'll help with cravings. It really will. And avoid mirrors. (laughs) Yeah. If you need to, for sure, throw on that hoodie and that sweater, avoid mirrors. Don't over-examine your body and also switching your mindset from I'm in the season of cutting and grinding and going into I'm in a season of getting my health back in order and really getting my strength back. Switching those seasons is one of the most important things that you can do for your mental health. And And physical. It also sets you up for your next prep if you're going to continue. Literally, it really does. Because the one thing I always say is if it wasn't for my off season, my on season wouldn't be a thing. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) How else are you going to like build the shape that you're going to get when you cut again? I can't build when I'm that tired. (laughs) Exactly. No, I can't barely lift things at that point. No, literally. I'm like, (laughs) I can't like walking my dog. They just like flail me everywhere. I don't literally. I'm just a skeleton. (laughs) I lived on like the fourth or fifth floor, my last prep. And like we had an elevator and I wouldn't even like bother. I would like unhook Rex from like his leash and just let him run down the stairs. And then I would call him back up. That's the approach I took. Yeah. You're like, go buddy. I was like, I hope you come back. Come back now. Where'd you go? Yeah. I wouldn't even take the art we could just open the door and take our dogs like right there and even that i was like yeah it's just like any mundane task is draining remember that when you start gaining weight and feeling alive again remember how awful you felt at your leanest that's true that is another thing to just remember like how much better you feel it's like do you really want to feel that way forever when you're that lean and that ready for a I show? I don't. I'm sure somewhere out, someone out there does. There's some it's psycho bitch out there that wants to do that, but not me. No, I'm good. But anyway, I think that's it. I think we covered everything. Just be patient. Be nice to yourself. It's never as bad as you think it is in your head. Yeah. So Don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah, never. Am I doing the outro? I've never done the outro. Yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and thank you guys so much for listening. You remember you're more powerful than you think. Bye. Is that it? Bye. That wasn't it, but it's okay. <laughs> Good enough. Thank you for tuning in to the Know Your Power podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend and rate and review the show. Also, if you have any questions that you'd like to be answered on the show, feel free to email us at knowyourpowerpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, bye. Bye.